0: Hello. Oh, good morning. Hi, good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. I found my microwave. Oh man. And, and I've added it to show notes. I did some googling, and then I remembered that you can also search your order history on Amazon. Right. So I've added I've added it to uh, I've added it to show notes. I don't I don't want this to become
1: a bit, but I thought I would share my microwave uh, wisdom. All right. Well, let's hear it. I got a lot to say about microwaves. You've got a well. You've See, got a whole system and a technique that a lot of feels, people don't know The thing about.
0: is, though, this feels like one of those modern podcast uh, content grabs. Like when I'm trying to get in on the Syracuse territory, and like I'm not. a clickbait or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody has some leftover wild rice. You won't believe what happens next. He eats it. <laughs> Save you a click. There you go. Yeah. This isn't the show, but uh, I got the Panasonic NN dash SD 681s S stainless 1200, 1200 watt, twelve hundred twelve hundred watt one point two cubic foot countertop slash built-in microwave with inverter technology. Now, I mean, twelve hundred
1: sounds excessive to me.
0: Do you have a sense of, of what your wattage is on your on your microwave?
1: Not. I mean, it's right there. I could go. You want me to go look? Yeah. Hold on. Let
0: me go. Look. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll, I'll talk while you're gone. Uh the key thing here uh listener is the inverter technology. This is the first it's the first bullet inverter technology for even cooking and delivering delicious flavor and inverter turbo defrost for quick defrosting.
1: Enjoy your meal. Say, it didn't say. I Enjoy
0: it. your meal. Uh boy, you know one of the things I love about this microwave also. Suddenly I I'm I'm, I'm Laurie from QVC ah. for that reason I am out. Um Am I I currently obsessed with Shark Tank? Yes, I am. Good. Oh, God, it's so terrible. And now I got to tell you about Shark Tank. Here's the thing. Another great thing about this one. uh, We buy uh, Orville Redenbacher uh, Simply Salted, whatever it's called. We buy microwave popcorn. Beauty part is you throw that in here. You hit the popcorn button. You know what that is, buddy? That is a match made in heaven. Perfect corn every time. Sometimes the popcorn button does not accommodate the actual corn. And in this case, it's it's a joy of my life. It's this one thing. It's dude, things fitting perfectly in other things. Mm. You put the popcorn in. You, hit, you literally, literally hit a button, and in about two minutes, you got perfect corn. I love that. It's a nice microwave. How are you doing?
1: So you in your new space? Yeah, we're in the new. We're all as of last night at about six thirty. We're in the new space now. New space now. New space.
0: Well, what uh, on first blush, what distinguishes the new space to you? What's what's exciting about it?
1: Ah, uh, well, it's appro- its the appropriate size, mm. uh, as the the Buddha was quoted on his deathbed uh, mm. when asked, "What is the one lesson that you would impart?" And his answer was appropriate attention. So this is the appropriate. I thought it was in,
0: Invest in inverter technology,
1: <laughs> plastics plastics uh it's the right size uh space for Bo- me dharma bodhidharma bodhisattva bodhisattva won't you take me by the hand bodhisattva <laughs> <laughs> and uh and it's good it's a nice it's it's a quiet space it's little it's perfect it's the space i wish i'd found you know when we started looking two years ago and it sounds like
0: uh, a cozy little hobbit hole for it's you it's a hole oh that's so nice there's a hole in your sidewalk
1: <laughs> <laughs> is this the show? This is. This could be. Enjoy your meal. Uh, this ah. is mine. Is the Panasonic NNSA651S family size 1.2 cubic foot microwave oven with inverter technology. It's stainless. It also has 1200 watts. Dude, you, you the call's coming from inside the microwave. You got nearly the same microwave as me. I guess I. This was the one that was at Costco uh, a year ago when I bought it.
0: Panasonic NN
1: SA651S SA6
0: SA651S Oh yeah, look at that. Huh. This is exciting. It's all right. Oh, see, I, I want to convert you. I want to invert your technology. I want to get you excited about what you can do
1: with a microwave. I would love that because as it stands now, if I get home And my kids haven't left very much on their plates. I don't eat dinner. Oh, you just, you just, uh,
0: you kind of do a sand People thing on their food? (laughs) I do that. I I finish. No man, no dad ever feels lower than when he's finishing his daughter's sandwich. Seriously. Why'd you take out all the meat? I just want the bread. (laughs) Oh, y'all have it.
1: But that's good enough for me. It's like scavenging.
0: I did that yesterday. I finished a turkey sandwich.
1: (laughs) I mean, what are you going to do? I don't want to cook for myself. I'm not. uh, Oh
0: man, I go through phases, and like right now, I'm definitely in a like I, I I don't know. Something has happened, Dan, and we make a lot more dishes than we used to. You mean
1: when you say dishes? Do you mean dishes in the sense of I? This is wonderful. They were firing. They were firing them
0: in a kiln every night.
1: Like a dish like that as opposed to we make a lot more mess than we used yeah, to. Yeah, a
0: dish like that you don't eat all at once. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I don't understand what's happening. We, we may need to fall back to the one fork rule at this point. Um, but no, and, and it's just sometimes like I feel like it's a Sisyphean task to keep the kitchen clean. And my wife is better at it, but I'm trying super hard to be the one that takes care of that. Like, so at night, even though I'm not nearly as good at it as she is, yeah. understand here, I'm not doing that dumb man thing of trying to just go like, oh, I suck at filling the dishwasher. You should do it. Derp dirp derp derp. No, I'm trying really <laughs> hard to do it. But it's Sisyphean, Sisyphus, it's a stone, rolls down the hill, a big Greek hill. And, uh, and so I feel like sometimes I'm just like, this is, isn't this, this must be a sign of depression, but so, I sometimes think like, you know what? I just don't want to make any more dishes tonight. I don't want to make pans. No, I know. My wife has a really good recipe. She got the uh, the recipe for um, oh, it's a famous person recipe. Maybe Thomas Keller uh, roasted chicken recipe. Yeah, you take an air was it air cooled. Is that what they call it? You get an air cooled air, chicken. Air of Shabbos. Air of Shabbos. 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 Goy, and you have the Goy uh, uh, a fix kosher salt to the bird, and then you uh, literally put it in the oven at around four twenty, dude, uh, for about an hour, and you get a perfect chicken. That's all you do. You don't do anything.
1: Chickenmethod.com. Oh, dear.
0: Um, Brought to you by Squarespace. (laughs) Um, And so, uh, anyway, uh, I'm a a little bit off my game today. I stayed up late and watched a movie, and now I'm kind of confused. And I apologize. What movie was it? I don't know why I watched this. I watched uh, a movie, I think it's called The Challenger Disaster, uh, starring Professor Hobby from uh 2013 <laughs> he's good he's
1: a really good actor
0: professor hobby plays uh dr richard Feynman in this and right and, and talked... he
1: was hired to do a really big like exploration of why it happened and what happened and uh fascinating yeah. i heard about that through edward tufte's presentation that he did where in where uh in which he talks a lot about that What did he, that's interesting, what did he have to say about it, if you recall? It was a number of years ago, but he was talking about the, I think, the general approach and the way that he gathered information and the way that he summarized the information and made it, uh, made it cohesive and understandable. And it, it, through that process of identifying and presenting the information, it it was so effective that it left no room for doubt as to the cause and, and how it could be prevented.
0: Yeah, I, he wrote a book about it. Yeah, I think that's, that sounds pretty close. You know, it's difficult to say, because uh, there's a book he wrote about this. My gosh, this guy wrote so much. It's called What Do You Care What Other People Think? Uh, subtitle or subhead, um, deck, I think they call it, the deck. Mm. Uh, Truth, Lies, and O-Rings. Um, and so this is one of those movies, though, where like I, I almost want to recommend it to people, but I'm not sure I want to recommend it. You ever see a movie, you watch a movie, and you go like, man, this is like X percent, A really, really, really good movie, and then like Y percent of like, why did you do that? Yeah, you know it happens a lot in movies because movies are hard to make. But um, it's it's kind of a thriller. It's kind of like a Columbo, basically, where uh, they handle it. I mean, part of it is is, I think the BBC made it. It's it's got looks good, and you know it's about the 1986 uh, shuttle disaster, and then basically. The way this movie presents it is okay. Now we have to like prove to the public that the 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 system works. So we're going to put together this blue ribbon committee, you know, uh, headed by uh, it's one of those Rat King actors. I think Brian Dennehy, and uh and and bring in like Neil Armstrong and Sally Ride, and we need like a big physics guy. So we'll bring in Richard Feynman. And the way they tell the story, at least in this movie, is that oh, it's also got Bruce Greenwood uh captain kirk's father from uh, star trek oh he's great in that kind of role oh he's terrific you know what i mean I, I like, like that's, that i like that's, that a role a for him yeah yeah i like him a lot and so wait no wait no he's not the father wait i might have screwed up he might be pike no i, I you know what i knew you meant pike i, I just mean, saw that who, you like, meant pike okay oh my god we're so simpatico we are he, he's the guy who shepherds uh, kirk through you know who i mean yes, greenwood pike Bruce Greenwood. It's he's pike. the guy who's got the buttons, right? He's got two, he's got the lights. Yeah, he's all lit up. He's, like, he's all kind of like painted thinner. up like Jezebel. Are, <laughs> are Yes, yes, Old Testament. <laughs> there's so many things. I only, I've never watched, I've only seen probably two or, at this point, maybe five full episodes of the original series of Star Trek ever. But like some of those images are so stuck in my brain.
1: Oh, yeah? I see, Remember, I've seen every episode
0: dozens of times. Well, you know, there's two kinds of people in the world. Uh, and so the movie makes it, I don't want to spoil it in case you decide to watch this 2013 movie about the shuttle disaster starring professor hobby. But, uh, what happens in it is that basically it's, it appears that NASA wants to do this whitewash and his character, Bruce Greenwood's character of the general, not the guy from the automobile, uh, insurance ads, but <laughs> cause that would be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, uh, basically is feeding information to, uh, to professor hobby about, about what's actually going on. And so it's a yeah. true story
1: or a sort of a fictumentary in that sense. Like, did that I happen?
0: I, that's the thing is I can't tell. I mean, part of it is it is a really good thriller and it's very like well done. But then you got to bring in the whole like, oh, Richard Feynman, you know, he's this pure scientist and super Jew who's like, he's not actually Jewish. You know, he's he, but he's he's real like he's real like uh, menschy. You know, he drops yeah. a lot of Yiddish and stuff like that, even though he's like a, like a prominent atheist. But you know, Professor Hobby does a good job with it. What's his name? William Hurt? Yeah. William Hurt. It's not John Hurt. William Hurt. Who's the one? How do you tell the, the difference between Who's them? the spider? You know what? It's hard to
1: tell. It's hard to tell. Now, altered States.
0: Altered States. Now that's not the guy from Doctor Who or, uh, uh, not Midnight Run. What's the one where he's in the jail in Turkey? Midnight Express. Midnight Express.
1: That's John Hurt, who also plays the eight and a half doctor. William Hurt. I'm looking at his, uh, his thing now. He was Altered States. He's the Altered States. He's the guy in the box. Is there a site where you can type in the name of an actor and it will show you other actors who are easily confused with that first actor? Because if not, that's. I mean, uh, I'm just an idea guy, but.
0: Uh, no, you're not, Dan. I think you just found your next project. I think the name of the site is, I think you're thinking of,.com.org.gov. Uh, and it's a site that you go to where you put in the name of somebody and it tells you who you're actually thinking
1: of. Right. Like, what was oh that other guy, that one guy that we talked about in the, in the episode that one time, where you're like, no, it's not this guy, it's this other guy.
0: Oh, it's always that. It's like, it's like is it Wilford Brimley, Brian <laughs> Dennehy, Dolph Sweet? Like, which one of the Rat King actors is it? Or or, or, uh, or the Big Lebowski? What's his name? It's not Brian Cox. What's his name? <laughs> I you know, know his name?
1: I do know who you mean. Bill,
0: Bill Bailey. No, what's his name? He's the guy who plays Bill the Bill Belichick. Lebowski. Bill Belichick is—he's uh, from Croatia. <laughs> Scott uh, Scott Simpson uh, saw him one time uh, in—I in, in, uh, think it was in Japan. Altered states, altered states. That would—you know—I don't know what kind of technology is involved in that. You could probably do it with cold fusion. You could probably whip it up from a GitHub. Uh-huh. But you would just have a site where you go in and you say, "Oh, you know, Dolph Sweet." And you go, "No, no, I think you're thinking of Brian Dennehy." <laughs> and the default answer, of course, would be Sigourney Weaver. Anyway, it was pretty good, but it brings in the whole, like, Feynman is the super scientist and, like, he knows he's got cancer and he knows it's getting worse. And then, um, yeah, so, it, but it was, it was pretty good. Wow, look at this. Bruce Greenwood was a handsome man. I mean, he's still a handsome man, but when he was a young guy, boy, he looks like Perseus or something.
1: Perseus from, uh, from Clash, Clash of the Clash of the Titans, the original, with the flying owl. Oh,
0: you're talking about Harry Hamlin from L.A. Law? <laughs> yeah, that was him. Yeah, it's Harry Hamlin. He was he was first. A lot of people don't remember Sir Lawrence Olivier was in that, and also
1: a robot owl. The robot owls' technology and effects don't hold up as well. I was so thrilled by that and wanted a robot owl. He made little grinding
0: noises, like clicky wheezing. He was like a steampunk owl. He was a
1: steampunk owl for sure. He was so
0: badass. And also Harryhausen. There's a lot of good Harryhausen in that. You got a lot of yes,
1: Mazeltov. You've got all the all the (laughs) Harryhausen uh, stop motion stuff. It's 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 dynamic. The Kraken to this day I don't oh. want to see that scene in the movie because I know if I see it today it will ruin my memory of the Kraken. Oh, it's so important not to watch things. Oh, but that Kraken scene uh, just had scar- it's scarred me in a good way.
0: What's the guy's Is Caliban? Was that the guy, the devil guy?
1: The devil the one who was who turned into some kind of satyr.
0: Oh, is he satyr? Not
1: and the that's, dinner. That's where
0: you have the bitter herbs. <laughs>
1: bitter herbs. <laughs> Why no, on this night? Is, yeah, that one different from other
0: Calibans. Yeah, but we called him Bitter Herb bitter because herb. he's just never happy with
1: anything. That's the British pronunciation. That's
0: right. And, and you, you leave it. You leave a seat. You leave a seat for Jacob.
1: Who is it? Elijah. 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 That's who. You Elijah. Leave the you the leave honorable the, Elijah Muhammad. <laughs> that's who you leave the cup. The cup of Elijah. And when you're bar, you get your bar mitzvah. You get a. You get a cup of for Elijah for yourself. You put a handkerchief on and step on it. You break it for good luck. Lakayim.
0: And that's all under the, the mitzvah? What, what's the tent they give you? You're more
1: Jewish than me.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <L'chaim>. <laughs> what's the uh what's the tent they make you stand under at your wedding?
1: Hoppa. The, the chuppah. Hoopa. This is the hoopa, Which is not to be confused with the haknesset room, nor nope, a nope, kibbutz.
0: But. Or the Israeli Knesset. <laughs> I think you're thinking of the Hoopa room. <laughs>
1: uh I think chuppah. I held the hoopah. No kidding. I think I did for my Is that wife's kind of uh, kind of, uh Semitic Paul Bearer. It's like that it's like that, but more more joy. If you can have joy in Judaism, it would be the more <laughs> joy side of things.
0: <laughs> uh, the joy of Yiddish. Uh on our local TV station, uh, Channel 44 in Tampa, our uh like creepy movie Saturday afternoon host was named Dr. Paul Bearer. <laughs>
1: The bone. He's the one on the bone. Uh, Everybody, Doctor Paul Bear. Oh,
0: this one's really, really. Oh, this is a a, a, a gruesome, atrocious movie. (laughs) Uh, He did not look good. Did not look good. Um, But Bruce Greenwood, man. Um, You know what else? Did you watch? um, Did you have you watched? uh, You don't have time for
1: TV. No, Uh, I do. I do. I have a lot of time.
0: Uh, On suggestion of uh, suggestion of Jason Snell, I watched um, The Expanse. The first episode of The Expanse last night. Which is a new sci-fi uh, series that starts officially in a couple weeks. Oh, so
1: it's like a preview episode? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I, I, you know, oh, I, and I, thank you for posting the Adventure Time pilot to this day. I still have not seen it. Oh, uh, really? Did you watch it? Not yet, but I'm going to watch it with my son. Really- I told him about it this morning walking to school. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's really
0: short uh, and delightful. And I'll tell you some fun facts. Uh, that is the, the, the guy who, does, who has done Finn for the full run of the show... I think his name's Jeremy Shada, maybe? I forget his name. Anyway, you know he's 17 now? He's
1: 17. Really?
0: The guy who does the voice of, actually, he's called Penn in the pilot, uh, is his uh, older brother. Isn't that interesting? Oh, yes. Yeah. But John, so John DiMaggio is there. Cyclical. He's Jake. Jake from the beginning. Yeah, Hakuna Matata. I think you're thinking of dot, dot, dot .gov.org.com. Dot dot
1: yeah, I think you're thinking of.
0: Yeah, boy, I've been really. I, Shark Tank is terrible, and I can't stop watching it. I'm utterly obsessed with. My daughter and I have a new improv uh, bit we do based on Shark Tank, and uh, we we just do it all day, and it's really funny. She plays a kitty cat who's in the Shark Tank, and I play a guy who brings has a terrible idea, and, and she acts like she's cleaning herself Well, I pitch her a terrible idea that makes no sense. Uh, for example, I will sell you burnt matches because they're safer than new matches. Uh, you, you send me you send me a penny and five thousand dollar handling fee. I save your money for college. And then she says, meow, meow, for that reason, I'm out. It's hilarious. Do you have a favorite on Shark Tank? Who do you like? Oh, Mr. Wonderful. Come on.
1: Oh, yeah, I could see you liking Mr. He's, Wonderful. He's like, uh, he's the best. He's the, he's the show to me. <laughs> I was
0: so proud last night. We <laughs> I I were watching Shark Tank and I said, that's not a business. She goes, yeah, it's a hobby. <laughs> nice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fun. That's I've only awesome. seen um episode six and some of episode five. Is it worth going back to older ones? Uh oh, you're talking about
1: seasons. Um oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah, seasons of Shark Tank. I mean one of my favorite Donovan albums. <laughs> I would not go back before. See, season three like if you're really i've watched it from the beginning but i feel like the show really really found its f- solid format the hosts were were great starting season three and beyond is is really like if you're desperate sure well, i mean yeah. watch the first two seasons i but. might run out dan yeah that's I, what... I,
0: I bought some on itunes oh yeah no man ever feels lower than when he buys reality shows on iTunes.
1: Well, I mean, I let me put it this way: I recently saw appearing on my credit card uh, the latest season of Vanderpump Rules. Oh dear! That I had to, you know, I thought perhaps my you've been hacked, you I've been hacked. hacked, or my credit card stolen. Uh, and it turns out, no, that my, that's a that is a show that my wife watches. So. I've seen the I've seen badges for that on the iTunes store and wondered what that is. Yeah, it's uh,
0: it, I. Is it about legislation?
1: Yeah, it's like uh, it's remuneration and malfeasance and oh, mm, sure. Mm-hmm. Are the Vanderpumps
0: a family or is it a is it a is a, some kind a of
1: mechanical device? Well, the van the Vanderpump is a woman. Okay, and she. Is a uh, L.A. or no Beverly Hills housewife also who now has a her own separate show Vanderpump Rules, and I believe she was her originally a titular of, housewife. Yes, uh, well, not the Orange County one; those are the originals. That's the good one. That's okay. good. But the this the Beverly Hills one is also rec- recommended if you're into that kind of thing. But I can't get into the Vanderpump Rules spinoff. It's just not and, for me. And what,
0: it's, it's her just like, like tidying up and doing some marketing? Like what, 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 what's, the, what's, what's it about? Is she, does she have adventures?
1: Yes. She has uh, several, I think, restaurants as well as some other, uh, like I don't know if it's clothing or if she does handbags, women's or men's handbags. I don't know how that, but she does other things. But I think it's mainly about one or some of the restaurants that she owns and the drama that goes on in the running of these restaurants with oh, her various gosh. attractive LA-based employees. Oh, one can only imagine. Yeah. That's weird, finding stuff on your credit card. Ooh. <clears throat> yes, yes, it is weird. That's no good.
0: I bought three Shark Tanks last night. That doesn't add up. Uh, good week. Big week. Big week. You're in your new Hobbit hole. That's, that's nice to Can't hear. Can't wait for you to
1: come and see this.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, is the show about working? Is anybody there? I, I haven't i haven't there. checked
1: i'm too busy oh, focusing yes. on uh, on the show
0: thank you dan uh let's see for this week i think <laughs> we got some uh, we got some nominal topics challenger movie um i uh i want to mention that uh i can't believe it's already been three or four months but uh this uh thursday night uh two days from now oh, by the way rabbit rabbit oh yeah happy, thank uh, you happy december always forget uh, Uh, um, um, December 3rd, Thursday, December 3rd we're having the Ungainly X-Men meetup number 11, so please come out to Two Cats Comics in West Portal here in San Francisco it's a fantastic comic store that's, turns out, very accessible by public transit, you can come out and uh, meet me uh, and uh, hang out and uh, talk to me and my pals, talk about comics, talk about uh, whether Secret Wars will ever come out Um, (laughs) you know, it's been pushed back to 2016 is that so?
1: I sometimes wonder if the people at Marvel still like comics. I don't know. Did you see the Captain America trailer?
0: Mm, no, I haven't seen it yet. Really? Does it look good? No, really? You haven't seen it? No, no, I I, I will. I will. Does oh, I, I thought you it's were joking secret. with me. No, no, it's Civil War, right?
1: It. Yeah, It's. but the last eight seconds of the trailer, I would say, ten seconds of the trailer, trust me, you're going to watch that segment of the trailer over and over and over again. I watched it, and then I showed it to my son, and he's like, can I see it again? I'm like, okay, I'll I'll
0: watch it right after this. Put that in the notes. Uh, oh my goodness, Danny, ready for this show? notes for this episode can be found at five by five dot TV slash B2W (sighs) slash two four nine, nine times two four nine. So crazy. Are you going to miss this show? You're going to miss it. I'm going
1: to miss doing it every week. I mean, I know that and I'm just excited you're flying down to do the finale, you know?
0: Oh, absolutely. I'll be in the duck, duck tank. (laughs) Um, handing out uh, t-shirts and bumper stickers <laughs> for the classic episode 250 the final episode of Back to
1: Work. Do you, do you think it's funny at all that people still think we're being serious when we say that? Uh yeah, it's, no, I think it's it's funny. I think fewer people are are conned, but it is a long con.
0: It's a long well, you're sweet to say so.
1: <laughs> I was swimming. <laughs>
0: Um, so you can go there and find show notes and hopefully Dan will add a link to that you can see the link to the Ungainly X-Man meetup which you can also find at merlinm.com slash meetup so that we do, we should do more do maybe four times a year, it's really fun, you come out we talk about comics, hang out and go have a drink so it's a good deal and you know, if you're ever in town, please visit I don't get remuneration for this uh, although I probably should Uh, go to Two Cats Comics on West Portal Avenue Uh, super nice people, very uh, friendly to all kinds of nerds uh, it can help guide you if you've been out of comics for a while and you're looking for uh, a way to get back in. They're great at that. you know. If you like this, you might like that. And they're really great at kids stuff. They've got a great kids section, and they're wonderful at directing people to uh, what they would enjoy. 320 West Portal Avenue. So come out Thursday, December 3rd, two days from today, 7.30 to 9 p.m. at Two Cats Comics for the Ungainly X-Man meetup. Good day? <laughs> Page, page two page two <laughs> <laughs> you know i want to make fun but i i loved
1: paul harvey loved him loved him oh i thought he was so good it was the the I way like, he's
0: the original turns out
1: guy no he really is he really I mean, is He kind of invented the genre he did he also invented the seamless transition from talking yeah. about a topic to <laughs> turning it into an an advertisement that you don't mind listening to Speaking of Mailox, Speaking of FreshBooks, let me tell you, do you love the idea of being your own boss but hate the thought of all the paperwork? Are you still using spreadsheets to create invoices? Is your I'm doing wallet all those
0: things, Dan, and I want all those things.
1: Exploding. Can Mailox help me with this? Mailox, perhaps, FreshBooks for sure. Stay ahead of the game, Merlin, and keep tabs on your business finances no matter where you are. How? With FreshBooks, they've got an app for iPhone, and they even, they even took pity on Android and oh. made an app for Android that is so sweet. This is what I like about FreshBooks is even, even in a larger business, but I know personally having a, a small business, how important it is to generate an invoice and send it away and, and be able to stop thinking about it. That's the part that becomes so frustrating when you're running a small business. You're like, Did they get the invoice? I don't know if they got the invoice. How can I know if they got it? I could email them. So now, well, that becomes a task, and that becomes a project, and every single invoice becomes a project, and getting paid becomes a time-consuming affair, and that's the opposite. You want to do the work and get paid and just have that happen, and FreshBooks makes that possible. They send out uh, links to the folks that you're invoicing just to the folks that you want to get the email. It could be one person. It could be a group of people. They receive it. As soon as they click on it, the system reports that, oh, these people received it. They looked at the invoice. They, you can even take payments inside of FreshBooks. All of this stuff is geared towards saving you time. That's what FreshBooks is all about, saving you time, lots of time, and it, it makes it, I don't want to get all the you know bookkeepers in the audience uh, angry at me, but it makes it so that, I'm not going to say you would not need a bookkeeper, but you can perhaps stave off how long it is before you need a bookkeeper. Right? Or maybe maybe you can handle this part of your business and save some money too because you don't need to outsource it uh, ever. It's great. You can see all your finances and, and bills, invoices, everything in one place. Time upload, tracking? Uh, time tracking's in there. You can upload your receipts. You can bill in any currency, even Canadian. It's, even Canadian, they still have that. They still are supporting it. Go to freshbooks.com slash back to work, spelled out freshbooks.com slash back to work, and enter back to work in the how did you hear about a section when you're signing up. Thanks very much to Freshbooks for supporting Merlin Mann's back to work. Bok, bok. You know, that Canadian money's got ducks on it. They call it loony. Loony.
0: Loony and the toony and the throony and the froony and the finey. That's, that's the five loon note. One I think five loons is one pound British sterling. Oh really? Imperial. <laughs> um so it's been a big week. It's a huge week. Dan's got a new hobby hole. Um I've shared my microwave, talked about the X-Men meetup. Dan's got a topic.
1: Uh can I <clears throat> may I reference a couple things from listeners? Yes. And before you do, have you seen David Letterman's late la- the latest photo of David Letterman?
0: No. Comma,
1: but I did see him growing quite a beard that's, last time I saw him. That's the one. This was posted December 1st. Uh, I, I will put it into the show notes. Yeah. But uh, it's a, I don't know where David Letterman was, but it looks like he's being interviewed on a stage of some kind, and he has an amazing beard. Like, he's full-on Santa. Yeah, or, or guy under the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> he looks a little like a troll. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's still him. Yeah. He's an interesting guy.
0: Very interesting guy.
1: Yeah.
0: It's weird how two of our favorite, that we know of, two of our favorite uh, late night TV talk show hosts are both kind of weird
1: and slightly distant. David and Letterman and Johnny, Johnny Carson. Well, I mean, Johnny yeah. was kind of the, the the king of seeming aloof and distant and odd whenever he was not on stage, you know? And on stage, right. he's the most jovial Welcoming, he can make
0: anybody look interesting, right? On stage, but then he would not. He just apparently, no matter who you were, just would not talk to people. Uh, but he would talk to, as you know, he would talk to like a couple stagehands and stuff. But he would go out of his way to like you know, kind of not interact with guests. I
1: always wondered about that because like we admire we admire these hosts so much. You know what I mean? Like we think of them as being uh, being people who are like the way they are on stage. And we need to remember that they're acting in a a way, you know, they're, they're doing a persona that is, um, maybe not necessarily them. Mm. -hmm.
0: Oh, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely true. Um, and I think that leads to a lot of, uh, weird, weird feelings is when you realize that, uh, that, you know, we're all playing characters, you know, day to day. It's not like a weird thing. Everybody's right. got, anybody who's a grown up knows to modulate their tone depending on the audience in the room. But yeah, that could be a weird thing. I'll, I'll mention just something I've mentioned before, but it's worth mentioning again, a show called, um, podcast called The Carson Podcast hosted by Mark, Mark whose name I always forget, is a comedian in LA. But The Carson Podcast is a show where this guy goes out he interviews people who worked on the Johnny Carson worked on the Tonight show were on the Tonight show were like just in the culture around the Tonight show uh, and it's a really fun podcast he does a really nice job with it he goes out and it's so like recent ones are with Howard Papush who was a talent coordinator Larry King Pat Sajak Richard Benjamin David Steinberg Drew Carey Victoria Jackson so many great uh, all, all the great all the great uh, people
1: oh man i just i don't look at email when we're doing a show but this is one uh, is my on my vip hmm Flagged, and uh, I feel like this is relevant to the show. Can I share okay, this? Okay, breaking news. Hi, all. I hope everyone had a great holiday break. I just wanted to send a quick note that I've had a report that one of our sweeties has had a case of lice.
0: Oh, one of the sweeties got one lice, of the sweeties,
1: huh? One sweeties got lice. This is a cool direct quote from the email. Sweeties got lice. Yeah.
0: Oh, that is so nice to hear. Congratulations, Dan. Merry Christmas.
1: hmm mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah.
0: You know, the first one's the hardest, because you feel like a monster. Mm-hmm. But after that, they get less bad. It's still, it's still an incredible pain in the butt. Well, but
1: look, they're being very proactive. We'll take precautions to put our jackets in our backpacks when we take them off, instead of letting them pile on each other, uh-huh. which I didn't know was happening. Okay, I, I didn't need to know that. I also will alternate odd and even days so that only half the backpacks are on hooks at a time. The others will be on the floor. Please what? check your child at night.
0: What? 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 Is that? That's not a lot. Of Should I make in some calls?
1: System? Should I do some calls?
0: I, see, I don't like, I don't like to make calls because I know those folks are working incredibly hard in crazy constrained, resource constrained and time constrained environments. So I, I try to stay out of the way, but sometimes they do things where there's just no science. There's, I don't think there's any science in that approach. No. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And here's the other thing is my, my kid whom I love, uh, loses every jacket. She, she you know, she likes to play. She gets on the playground, she takes off her jacket, she throws it, she forgets about it, it gets rained on, whatever. It maybe ends up in Lost and Found. Now, I don't know about your school, we have a public school and they have a pretty neat system where anything that's in Lost and Found for more than like a month, they sell it. Because the school needs money. Like the airlines. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, but there's like, there's this, they actually make dough from this. It's like... (laughs) They sell children's clothing. Like, uh, that's,
1: they're actually, but they, don't they need, I mean, they do need the money probably. Oh, God, they need the money. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Don't even get me started.
0: Uh, literally. But uh, so I make a point of going <laughs> to the lost and found pile uh, twice a week. And there's almost always something of my kids in there if I can bear to get through this giant pile. Because you know what I'm thinking the whole time? Once you've gotten lice once, all you think about is lice. And I'm just thinking, mm. like, well, think about it this way. It's why you don't want like really cheap ground beef that's got a whole bunch of different cattle in it. Cause, you know, your odds go up of getting whatever yes. mad cow or E. coli or
1: whatever based on all you need is one bad cow. Or title. like a turkey dinner that has more than if, just one turkey in it. Like a you stuff,
0: if you stuff literally stuff three birds into each other, <laughs> which I, I remember seeing that on Cinemax when yeah. I was 15, <laughs> stuffing <laughs> seven, three birds. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Wow. <clears> the <throat> shepherds were abiding in the fields. And so uh, I go to that pile and I go, ew, there's a teal sweatshirt that says GAP and I'm pretty sure that's hers. And I, with two fingers, see I'm making this little claw thing with my thumb and my forefinger. (laughs) I pull it out and it gets sequestered. Now there's a lot of bad information about lice. This is the thing, is that there is a lot of hysteria about lice and the whole like, oh my God, your whole house has to be like bleached for three weeks. That's a bugs, right? Maybe, I mean, but I've heard that with lice, I don't know if this is true. Uh, You know what? We shouldn't talk about lice. I'm so sorry about your sweeties. Yeah. Uh, I got to do ponytails. You know, it does help to have short hair. I still, knock on wood, I still haven't gotten it because I got the short hair. I think that that contributes a lot. It's when your hair flops around and you're you're playing and you're wrestling and you're you're hugging and you're wearing sweatshirts and trading clothes and stuff like that. Putting your backpacks
1: on the ground. Sure, you know what? Piling I think science, up, science, would say, let's rotate the days that half of them are someplace. I mean, that's the that's what we call the scientific method. <laughs> and that's what that means. If you I take half
0: my money and put it into an incredibly aggressive fund that will probably make nothing, and the rest into almost zero yield savings. <laughs> that's the only two ways. <laughs> that's something I'm choose goose. <laughs> um, so you add some follow up for our. Hi Dan, how's it going? Hey, eh, it's kind of follow up. Uh, it's more like so there's a couple little bits of feedback. This is not super interesting, but you know we've got to do a show um <laughs> one one is about <laughs> one one is about how we listen to music, and the other one is i can 't decide if this is three people or the same person being incredibly persistent, but then a listener would like to know what I put in a notebook versus what I put into a text file, right,
1: which i'm sure. <laughs>
0: Is that's a very exciting topic well, no, I, um, wanna,
1: I do want to know that and I have addendum questions when, if and when we get to that topic
0: why don't we talk about that All right, listener Nick who may be one person or three <laughs> he's like Jamie Madrox multiple man uh, in episode 247 this is listener Nick in episode 247 in the discussion of notebooks Merlin offered to go into more detail about what he uses a paper notebook for compared to a text file right so shall I do that yes my My primary buckets. My my buckets. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know why the word bucket is funny to me. My buckets.
1: Well, the way because you're saying it like that, that's why it's funny.
0: I would like to discourse a bit on my buckets. (laughs) Some buckets are for big things and some buckets are for little
1: things. I got
0: different kinds of buckets. Big buckets, little buckets, medium-sized buckets. (laughs) Buckets.
1: Here's how I use my buckets. I think anything's funny if if you say it that way. (laughs)
0: If you say it enough, Buckets is
1: funny. Right. That'd be a sweet name for a dog, wouldn't
0: it? Come here, Buckets.
1: Yes. Not as good as Cody.
0: Oh, you know what? We got a whole running file. Have I kept you up to date on my running file of pet names? Uh-uh. Oh, it's pretty good. Let's see. Sprinkle noodles, come here, pancake, mittens, crackers, scraps, chappy, mitzi, in, as in come in, in. Pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> puppy Pim, as in Hank Pim, scoops, Rosebell, Walter, sushi, bonnet, Pepsi, Pepsi Jr., Jarvis, scalp. Pizza, Pickles, puppy cat Kibble, Princess Fluff, Edgar, Daniel, Mr. Biscuit, Scooter, Beach, Stuffy, uh, Cottonball, Ziggy, Daisy, Gookie, Gyoza, Truffles, Kirby. That's mine, Jack Kirby. Uh, Precious, Cardinal, Theodore, Lily, Colette, Cedric Diggory, Hello Kitty, Butterscotch, Nubbin, Buttercup, Lord Nibbler, Taco, Tobico, Nachos. Lord,
1: Lord Nibbler. <laughs> Lord
0: Nibbler. Taco, Tobico, Nachos, Cozy Bear, Chips, and Beezy. Is that is- from Futurama, Lord
1: Nibbler? Yeah, so I think that's where that comes from.
0: That's just the nixed. kind of That's thing just that
1: nixed by my wife. By the way, Wow. was this the type of thing that you might write down in a notebook? Or I'm so glad you
0: asked, Dan. Now, how do I? How do I? How am I able to? On one of the one of America's most popular and beloved podcasts, which will be ending next week, how am I able to go in and give you all the names that my daughter and I have come up with for pets so, so quickly? She- able to make a sound, sprinkle noodles, come here, pancake mittens, crackers, scraps, chappie Mitzi, Tim, um. That goes in Notes. So I have some kinds of running things that I want to get access to. So how do I decide what goes in the, the app called Notes? Uh, that is things where it's a running list. So here's some other ones. House projects. Oh, playing with my new uh, iPad pen. Uh, Ideas for Christmas gifts for my, for my wife. Pet names. Things I want to do on the iPad Pro. Um, uh, we keep a running list in notes of things my daughter would like for a birthday or Christmas. So I take a photo and put that into there. apps. I want to try on Apple TV. Next time I go to Trader Joe's things I want to get. Now this is super duper subtle, but for me notes, there's a couple things about it. One is I put stuff in notes where I want to be able to get to get to it quickly from all the different platforms. And importantly, two important parts. A, it does not require a lot of nerdery. It is an incredibly flat list. Here are some wines to try. Here are some fake band names. Oh, here's some of my fake band names. Oh yeah, of course. Discount Yacht Club, Mr. <laughs> Sister, Eka Blouse, uh, Rorschach Blessed, uh, uh, Pants Tango, Eugene and the Spice, Blister Cities, Firewatch Complications, <laughs> Two Rain in Hell, Ass Fastener, Arthur Preacher, Sandwich Saints, A to Continue, uh, Belch Alphabet uh, Skin, I can't say that one, uh, Zygon B, not funny, President King, uh, elliptical, t- <laughs> elliptical Taint, mm-hmm. Doc Pinner, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Vagina Complaints and Rejoinder Farm. Uh, now, that's a flat list. That's just, it's all, it's an array of identical kinds of things. So A, there's no tech nerdery involved. I will never need to turn these into links, probably. I'll never need to do anything but add to this and refer to this. So A, no tech nerdery. B, I want to be able to add via Siri. Right? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So I give these incredibly dumb names that A, I can remember. Again, A and B. Oh, it's always two things with me. And then there's always the second thing. So I always try <laughs> to give it a name that I could say very easily with Siri. I say, you know, um, Ahoy Telephone. Um, oh, God. Now it's going to, I'm going to make me think, add name of band to my band names uh, note. So that's the two things. That, that's things for notes. No tech nerdery and able to do via Siri. And I guess, you know, tertiarily available everywhere,
1: obviously. Now, what do you use the app called Notes for? You know, I use it for all of the stuff that you are sort of describing flat lists, one dimensional. Can you use that term, a one dimensional array? Um, But I found that I'm using it for most of the stuff that I possibly want to remember or write down or organize or categorize that is not a to-do list. So pretty much Re- reference, yes, ev- everything, anything, and everything stuff I want to remember. Notes that I'm taking now that I've got an iPad Pro and a pencil, I'm writing in it constantly, like I would have with paper. So, right. for, oh, did you get a pencil? I did. It's crazy, isn't I, it? Yeah, and I, I, I would like to tell the story of how perhaps here or in the after dark, whatever you like, uh, yeah. but it, it's a fun, it's a fun thing, and for me that. Opened up the usefulness a lot of notes as well, um, so that app is just so well suited for writing things down. Uh, that
0: yeah, I, th- I think I've got it. I think I may have it. And I don't know if this is you, but this is this is I think me is it's like if it's if it's something that's and again I'm going to misuse a word from law uh, actionable. That's mm-hmm. the, that, you know, we tech, uh, productivity douches have, have abused that word, but is this something I need to do something about in the medium to, you know, near to medium term? It's like that would not go in here. <clears throat> Excuse me. That would not go here for me. This is a list of, it's not exactly reference and it's not exactly to do's. Um, it's mostly, I'm going to, I'm going to call this non actionable capture. So it's not exactly reference because reference is something I might want to look up later. Yeah, it's kind of that, but it's not like which uh, which command line, which which you know bash command to run to remove duplicates in my open with <laughs> menu in the Finder. I actually put that in a text file. you know you see the distinction? Like funny band names, that's different from right. like here is something. Here is to remember how to do a table in Markdown. I put that in a text file. So like not, not usually not, but the thing is it could be, there are people who run their life between notes and reminders. You can do a lot. And when we say notes and reminders, and I want to stop prefixing this by saying the the app called notes, the app called reminders or the platform called notes and reminders. But you can run your life with those two apps. I think it's just that for me, I do want a little more uh, salt in that stew. So I put stuff I need to do someplace else, but you could very, very well do that just in notes or just in reminders. Um, I cut you off. No, My no, apologies. you didn't. You didn't. So for me, like the the like podcast, let's see, um, videos and movies, wines, restaurants, uh, next time in, we're in New York, things that we want to do. It's a great place to just capture a bunch of stuff you don't need in the near term, probably mostly. Now with that said... I do keep like, I'm not like a very generous person, but I, I do like, to, I, it, it's helpful to me to not feel the stress of holidays and birthdays and go, ah, what should I give for this person? So I have a little running file for each person of like, like stuff nice, they like, want. Stuff, well, especially with my kid. And this is a little bit strategic is we, when we go to, we see a movie, we go to Target, which is right above the movie place. She goes, I want this, I want that. I said, okay, well let's put it on the list. So what I do is I take a photo of it. And then I, with that photo, I can say then go add this to the note called Ellie Birthday. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Ellie, I think it's just called Ellie Birthday. Or something like that. Birthday list. Gift idea, something like that. No, I don't even remember. What's it called? Ellie Birthday. Um, and so that is a bunch of its text and its images. But is that making sense? Like that way, the, the camera capture is a great way to go because now you know exactly what the name of the thing is. You don't have to worry about what the model number is. You just take a photo and then, like I say, with extensions, you can add that to the note. You can also then add... uh I just love the extensions. I love extensions. So, like, if you're on a Safari page, you can also add that as a rich text, like, link card to a a notes file very easily. So, that is for me easy, fast capture of an array of things that are like non actionable for now, things I want to capture and remember. That's notes. Notes. How about this? Notes versus text files. And task list versus reminders might be one valuable way to look at it. You know what I mean?
1: Totally. I mean, there's, you know, I often find that I'm not sure if I should be using a to do list app. And right now, the one, there's, there's Todoist and List are kind of competing for.
0: You seem like you've been struggling a little bit with which one of those is going to work for you. Yeah,
1: I really have. I mean, you've um, gone back and forth a lot, haven't you? I have, and which is in and of itself kind of a pain. But, I like both of them for different reasons. So I'm using both intermittently. I'll try one for a week. I'll go, well, I don't want to use that now. I want to, this other one has this other thing, so I'll try that one. But I am I go back and forth because I find that the Reminders app is so handy for just, I just want to put something on there really quick. And it works so easily with Siri that I'm actually finding I'm using that more than I'm using it to do apps now. Oh, and and, you know, it's...
0: Oh, gosh, you know what? Another thing I want to find for this week, they talked about on Cortex this week. Have you seen the updated version of that guy's crazy podcast universe image? Yes. It's incredible. It just keeps getting more detailed, and yeah, it's Yeah, and like Mike and Gray said, the thing that makes it really neat is the the way it's been colored to show podcast networks. Mm -hmm. It's utterly amazing. I'll see if I can find that for notes. But um, why am I mentioning that? Because podcast... The notes... Notes versus, so okay, so to me, like <clears throat> stuff that goes into the notes app, the Siri part is important. The non-fiddly tech part is important. Stuff that goes into text files, text file can be anything. It's definitely for me stuff like I could think I would think of text files for me as there's some straight up reference stuff, and so and if you have ever heard of my banana system, uh, if I have a, something that's a reference file or something I, I know is mostly evergreen information that I use enough to want to have handy. If it's something right. I need twice a year, sometimes I'll keep PDFs in Dropbox, but if I would prefer, if it's just a str- little short string of text, I just uh, name it as a text file and include uh, REFX is my way of tagging it as a reference file, right? So, for example, I have a running list. Every time we travel, I have a task paper-based list of things I always want to remember to do when we travel. Like before we leave, turn down the turn down. Uh, make sure the pilot lights are on. All this, you know, OCD stuff. Make turn down the water heater. Turn off the heat. Shut off the air cleaner. Right. Remember to bring stuff like uh, markers and stuff for my kid to draw with. You know, bags of tea. Like I have this list, and I just reuse that. I copy that and reuse that. That's a reference thing because I just reuse that. It's a template. Uh, reference uh, signature release. I have a little text-based markdown signature release form where I'll print out like four signature releases and be able to fill them in. That's really easy. Here's a reference. Uh, what haircut do I get? Two on the sides, finger length on top. For hmm. some reason, I always forget that. And so, uh, finally, uh, about a year ago, I wrote down those, however many that is, <laughs> words in this just this little file. Uh, another one I use a lot, like how to do different things in multi Markdown. Like remembering how to do a certain kind of table. Um, what are the name? What are the numbers of the servers for Open DNS? I have tons of these. Or just tips. Like here's the thing I downloaded one time on how to remove odors from your refrigerator. Like I haven't opened that in three years, but, it, but it, like it's there when you want it. It's less than a k, and if I ever need it, I know where to go. Right? Um, what's the one I was mentioning a minute ago? Um, anyway, so that for me, that's all stuff that all goes in a RefX file. Then I got stuff like show notes, you know, for podcasts, stuff that I'm writing. Um, I'm trying to think of other kinds of things. So mostly what I do these days is podcasts. Uh, Like if I need to think about what I want to talk about at Three Ring Binder with Scott, I just, you know, name that and give it a date stamp. That all goes in text files. So text files for me are like ridiculously flexible and loosey-goosey. And because of the nature of NVAlt in particular, it makes it so fast to find something that keeping tiny, like in my case, like what, 2,500 tiny text files, you know, and most of them are less than a K. I mean, they're really, really little. So 2,613 text files. It just makes it very easy to find stuff very quickly. And every good iOS text editor uh, at this point, anyone that I would use, has good search in it. So that's what I use text files for. Do you still use text files for stuff?
1: Yeah. Or have you... No, go ahead. No, I mean, have you replaced that with something else like Evernote or something like that? No, I, I never really made the shift to that. So for me, the text files is still winning. And the apps, there's two applications that make this possible for me to do. Uh, I use – because if you remember, we were talking in depth about this, I don't – was it three, five episodes ago? Sometime within the last couple months. And we – one of the things that I remember my confusion about is that I – with the way that you were working with, like, editorial and these other apps, and the way that I kind of wanted to work is that I'm not looking to replicate the same exact system and flow on an iOS device as I am on the desktop when I use a Mac on the desktop – that wasn't my goal, but my goal was to have access to the same files uh, at all times on any device. So, right,
0: and, and know that a change would be reflected everywhere.
1: Correct. Y- yes. Yeah. Y- exactly. And the way that I the, the way that I do this is, of course, you know, I'll edit different text files in different ways. So, for example, if I want a snippet of text that's this is how I add permissions for a user in MySQL, or here's how I add a Solaris user, um, for example, because those are two things that I need to do very infrequently, but I still need to do them from time to time. Well, you know, those could just be simple little text files. But if uh, if I'm writing something longer, I will probably want to use, whether it's, you know, textmate or one of the other apps, to edit longer stuff, then, then I want to be able to use one of those and likely I'm going to be doing that on the PC. But I want to be able to search through all of these text files and I don't want to build a hierarchy for them. I want to very quickly and easily search through them and I don't really want to yeah, even... Yeah,
0: like one, one folder and keep it flat.
1: Right, and I don't want to have to tag them all and any of that. I just want to type something in and there it is. So if I want to do a, you know find out how to add a Solaris user, I could just type Solaris and as I type it, there's going to be a list of you know matching text files or if i wrote some longer form article about podcasting i might want to type in podcast and then i might want to type in um, mix minus and the article or whatever i wrote on that will come up
0: and it's, it comes up as fast as you, you type
1: i mean right. it's right there that's NvAlt. and so yep. I, I i'm still using that i may not cre- i may not create everything in Alt, but i'm definitely using it to recall and search for that and for the smaller things of almost like, oh, here's a snippet I'm going to want to use again, NvAlt. But I wanted something that would give me access to all of those NvAlt created or the files in that folder, I should say, all of the flat text files in that folder. And I tried so many text editors, many of which are supposed to have Dropbox support so I could point them at the right folder and then they would show... But out of all of them, the the only one that I found that is acceptable for doing what NvAlt does... Is one writer the the number one, and then writer? Right. Um, that one works essentially the way that Envy Alt works. It's it's an equivalent. App. I can't
0: make that work for me. I'm doing something wrong. I, I maybe need to reauthorize Dropbox, but I can't get it. It'll go to a folder, but it won't show any of the items in it. And I, I think I must need to probably reinstall it. But I've been dying to try it because everybody seems to love oh, it. You, you need you need to try it. You'd really need to try it. Well, I have it, tried it. It just keeps. I keep pointing it to my directory or, you know, my folder full of text files, and right. it doesn't show anything anywhere that I go. So something must be corrupted. Need, I probably need, just need to, to reinstall it.
1: Yeah, reinstall it or something. But you need to try it in a working state. because it's, it's, And it's all JavaScript. As opposed to editorial that does all the Python stuff, uh, is all JavaScript, right? I think so. And that's the other thing I was going to mention is I'm not really doing the kind of text processing that people like you are really doing. For me, it's much more just note-taking and typing stuff in Markdown. Um, So this, you know, like for example, for today's show notes and stuff that that we're typing, I will have a file in there that I would call uh, back to work 249. And that's a text file, and I just started typing in it, and I'll type little ideas or notes or other things like that. And it's in there with tons and tons and hundreds, if not maybe thousands of other text files, but... The searching still works. Everything right. still works. And then later, when I am back at a computer, uh, I can just type back to work or just two forty nine, even, and it will show up. And there it is. And I can pop, pop that into the thing, and it's done. Right. So, but it doesn't. It doesn't take a lot. I mean, th- th-
0: just to be clear, like I, I don't mean to be fussy when I do things. Like, and I, I talked about this at length on Mac Power Users a few years ago, like to the point of like just just being excruciating. Except people do ask, and so when I name a file. There will be different parts to it. That's just super quick, but like there will be like something that identifies what project it is, something that identifies what kind of thing it is, something that is unique about like what's in it usually, and mm-hmm. then a date stamp. And th- it really doesn't matter exactly how I do that. I try to be somewhat consistent in the order that goes in, just because it ends up being useful twice a year. But like for example, REFX, R E F X. Well, like why 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 not just say reference? Well, it's shorter. And also the X is makes it a nonce. Like you're not gonna find that accidentally. Like Nodex, N O T E X. N-O-T-E-X. Like I, you know, if I search for NodeX, I will find all the things that are named as tagged as note files. Right. So refx, run x, nodex, uh, and then and so like show node x. So for this show, it's B2W space, E249 space, show node X, and then uh, 2015-12 dot one. Uh, and so I mean that makes it easy. Now all I have to do is go type in B two W N O T E X and right. there's a pretty good chance the only thing I will find is share notes for back to work. Nice. So why why would you care? Well, I often need to like with Roderick, we i want to like reuse some uh like the link for our sponsor. So I'll be able to go in and say like uh R O T L N O T E X Squarespace and find anywhere, oh, Squarespace is a bad example because that's also where we host, but Casper or whatever, and right. I'll be able to go in and find that. That saves me a little bit of time. So anyway, just it doesn't take, because you can find stuff so quickly, name it intuitively, but with a little bit of metadata in the title, and then the content itself will shine. Whatever content you need, you will find it just by typing what you want, and it pops
1: right up. That kind of thing is indispensable, and it makes things go so much more quickly. You don't have to like, oh, where did I put that? Which folder was that in? Yeah, you know, it, no, it's just done. As far as like, jet creating documents, uh, or or really doing typing, where things like that matter, I suppose I could do that in one writer just as well as in any of the other apps. Because I'm not, again, I'm not doing that kind of scripted, you know. Uh, like Python generating pushing to this system and and for me the whole I remember when, after you were talking to me about drafts and editorial and stuff you're like oh well here's an action like you can find an action to do that I'm like well the action that I want is to save it to Dropbox so I can see it in NVAlt like I don't want to have to execute an action to that I just want to make a new file and there now it's everywhere and yeah. and so I, I, I it's a much a much more simple I think um, kind of need that that I have for that. So that those two apps together have been working really great, especially since I've been using the iPad so much, but I wish there was a way to do that with the notes app. I wish that, that I could have that kind of NValt alt style searching with just notes, the notes app from Apple. Right. Right. Cause yeah. then I would just use that.
0: Uh, yeah. A well, little, Hmm. I, I, Mm, yeah, but I take your point about about what you're saying. I, I don't. I personally don't find it that difficult to. It's basically two clicks to save it to Dropbox mm-hmm. in my case. So mm-hmm. like the action like in drafts, the action to me is just for what it's worth. It's not like crazy hard to do. It's I, not. I, no. I, I take I take your point though about not needing to do it at all. But for me, that's one click, and that's that saves But what to if Dropbox. I update?
1: What if I update it in Envy later? How do I get it synced up back into drafts? To continue editing or working on, and personally, I don't. I wouldn't want
0: to do that. I mean, I, forgive me, and I, I. I hope that Agile Tortoise isn't at me at this. That's not what I use drafts for. <laughs> for me, drafts is all about capture, and then editorial, or in your case, one writer is where like a lot of the heavy lifting happens. You can do all that in drafts, um, and it, it, it is actually I, I sync all of my drafts across devices. But I want that to be different than where I actually want to keep stuff forever. Drafts mm. to me is ephemeral. That Um, makes sense. I can get to it if I need to because it has like what I would call rather than syncing, I think of it more as shared history where like you can get to your drafts from other places. Like if you need to go back and go, oh, what was that thing I typed, you know, last week, you can do a search and find it. I don't find it quite as elegant as doing it in editorial, but that's for me, that's not a problem because that's not what I use drafts for. As it says here on the homepage of agiltortoise.com slash drafts, easily one of the best iOS apps I've ever used, says Merlin Man. (laughs) That's you. Speaking of Squarespace. Uh, if I wanted to find a place where I could put my my content, my buckets, where can I dump my
1: buckets on the web? Do you have any thoughts on that? I I would say Squarespace because it's the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. And they've been around uh, for for a good uh, few years. How long have they been? Do you remember? Is it ten? When was uh when was the second Roosevelt? Was that thirty thirty three? He was sworn in.
0: Yeah. So I would say at least six years, seven years. I've been with him over five years. That's the thing, and I find that I was on th- I was on MacBreak Weekly because I remember like uh, being a real dork and begging uh, like a free account from Squarespace, and Lil Ryan or whomever it was uh-huh. at the time got me one. So if I if it was MacBreak Weekly, that it's at least five or seven years ago.
1: You know, that's the I I don't think I've been on it quite that long, but it's been at least probably five years that I've had one or more Squarespace sites. <laughs> one to 11 sites. One to 11 sites. <laughs> I really do love Squarespace. They make it so easy. Whenever it comes to like, oh, I need to make a website for any reason. Or when someone asks me, I, I think I need to make a website or I want to do this thing on the web. I have a restaurant. Whatever it is that you want to do, put music up. I, there's so much that you could do. Sell something. It's, they make it so easy to just go from I have an idea or I have a thing that I want to do or I've got something that I want to sell or I've got a thing I want people to hear to now it's out there. And that's, again, like just like FreshBooks, Squarespace, their goal is to just make it easy and save you time. But the results are so good. I am always shocked when I go to a website and I sit there, I'm thinking, oh man, I got to update this site that I have because this thing looks so good. I ha- Maybe I could steal their design. And I see that it's a Squarespace site. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can just go and use that template because yep. it, they everything on Squarespace starts with these amazing templates that they have. You pick one and then you get in there and you start customizing it and you make it your own. And even though I'm intimately familiar, familiar with Squarespace and all the templates that they have, at the same time, like... I'm always surprised when I see one in the wild. I'm like, I would never have thought to do this with it. You can completely customize them and, and, and make them your own. Uh, so they've got a lot of really cool things for people who are interested in making a website uh, deals, in fact, promos. So you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. So that seems like something you should do. Uh, you can uh, start a free trial where you don't even have to give them a credit card. They made a URL, squarespace.com slash back to work. And when you're there to get 10% off your first purchase, it's your show, one word, it's your show. And that's how you go there. That's how you get 10% off your first purchase. Support the show even if you're, you're not sure. Just want to learn about it, squarespace.com slash back to work. Go check it out, build it beautiful. They're going to run with that. Thank you very much to Squarespace for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work.
0: I, uh, I wish I had stuff I could like physical goods to sell because I'm, I'm dying to, to use the commerce stuff for something. Because there's so much neat stuff in that, and I haven't had a chance to use it, and I want to. Like, if you've got a thing that you might want to sell, I would say definitely check it out. Because it's got some really smart stuff in there for doing the stuff that makes selling online brutal. Yeah. Like figuring out figuring out things like shipping and the size and all that kind of stuff. And anyway, I, I haven't had a reason to spend a huge amount of time with it, but the people I know who have have been like, this is <laughs> considering this is like something that comes free with your website, like it's pretty bananas. And it's a it's they're they're a neat company. Um. So, notes files, text files, text files. Again, we could do fifty podcasts about text files because there's just so many things you can do with text files. The the difference for me is, I think what Dan and I are both describing is that you know, if, if you're not, if you're kind of not sure where it goes or what you need to do with it, a text file is not a bad place to go. And you know, and again, the, it's funny. The one I was just thinking of. Have you ever done the thing where? Something happens, especially you do an update on your OS X system. And you, you um, I don't know if you use the open with menu a lot, where you control or right click oh, yeah. on an item, and then you go to the open with menu. You ever get endu- you ever gotten duplicate entries in there?
1: Oh, you know, I remember that used to happen all the time in, in the earlier versions of Mac OS I I don't know if I see that that much. Does that still I st-
0: happen? I, st- I still get it after updates fairly often, where it'll be two copies of Acorn. Like two co- like if I've got two or three copies of Fission, the wonderful Rogue Amiga uh, app, I'll, it'll have like three versions of Fission, like you know the most recent and the previous ones. Anyway, it gets real, um, it gets real cluttered, and so there is a command that you can very easily run from the terminal that Dr. Drang shared uh, a while back. That I end up running four times a year. Mm. It's like slash system library da da da, and you go to it's ls register kill. You know, domain, local, domain system, domain user, etc. Do I remember that? I do not. (laughs) Do I want to have to type that? No, I don't. So guess what? Talk about an elegant file. I have this view. I'm clicking. I'm clicking. So I have this 18-word file that I look at four times a year. I want to hear the beautiful name I have after this. Refx Kill Finder Open with Duplicates Dr. Drang. Nice. Nice. Isn't that a pretty name? It is. Because no matter what I search for, I will find it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's that thing Dr. Drang did. Oh, it's the thing to kill duplicates. Oh, it's that thing for the Finder. Oh, it's that thing. It doesn't matter. You're almost like you're
1: you're, you're using that kind of system because you know the different entry points that you might want to get to that thing later.
0: Yes, this is a key part of productivity that a lot of people get wrong or half right, which is, and it's, it's, it's one reason, honestly, that I struggle with stuff like Evernote because Evernote makes it like almost too easy to get stuff into it but not extremely easy to find when I need it and I kind of got to go to a place and do a thing and it's in a format and all that kind of stuff just remember like when it comes to productivity stuff remember to put it where you're most likely to need it in the future not where it seems sensible in your organizational system unless those happen to be the same thing which is not always the case classic briefcase in front of the door thing like make sure that like put it put name it in a way that you're going to look for it later do you know what I mean have we talked about crazy walls Crazy Walls. Crazywalls.tumblr.com? No. You need to go to that site. Crazy Walls. Yeah, Crazy Walls. Because I realize when I have files like Refx Kill Finder open with duplicates Dr. Drang, I probably sound a little bit crazy.
1: Oh my gosh, look at this. Is this the site that was made for you? Whoa. Okay, so I was just, more, I don't even know if I should say it, but I'll, I'll just say it was an American horror story. Great show. Yeah. In the latest season of it, I won't go into details. So I won't spoil anything. But the let me just say, the minute that you see someone <laughs> putting yarn or thread up on a wall, connecting different things, pictures and articles, for me, that's when I start to really like the character. That's when <laughs> right. I start to really associate with them. Okay, have a John Nash moment. A John Nash moment title, I think. For me... <laughs> It because, because really, well, can, you, can you explain to the
0: listener what it is we're looking at on crazywalls.tumblr.com? What
1: a site! And uh it's, ve- it's the perfect Tumblr. It really, really is. Wow, I am digging this site! And they got Carrie Matheson in there, There's too. Carrie, yep, crazy walls. Wow, okay. Well, if and I don't think this is a spoiler alert, but there is there is a thing that happens to, I, I think, real life people, if I'm an example of this, but also to characters in television shows and movies. Generally, the stereotypical scenario is the character has perhaps gone off their medication. There's an, but there's some kind of a mystery or an investigation. Right. And they are they are the one person who will be able to solve this mystery or investigation. And in order to do so, perhaps they, ch- they choose to go off their medication, but they are off their medication. They are solving this mystery and they have converted either a spare bedroom, their office, uh, a corner of their house, or their basement or a shed, uh, maybe an attic, into a crime scene investigation hot room. That they have decorated by posting articles. Clippings. You take all the
0: evidence you've got. You see this on the wire. You see this on every cop show. Where there's an ongoing investigation on the wall. organized crime family. You've got photos. You got documents. And you know what you really need to tie it all together? Red yarn. Red yarn. And red yarn
1: is where you, <laughs> you make all your connections. Right. So that, but, but I, I want to, I want to elaborate on this and say when I. If if you're, for example, if you're like breaking down a mafia family, you wouldn't necessarily do it this way. You would probably be more in a like a a, a stooge uh, FBI office with like something laminated. This is very, very much a grassroots kind of operation. This is this is a low budget thing, so that yep. things are stuck right to the wall. Like you don't you're not sticking them to a corkboard, or maybe there's a corkboard as the starting point, but it's expanded to all surfaces of the room. You can't okay. you can't be limited to well. There's a fireplace there, so I can't use that wall. Oh, no, 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 you're no. using it, that wall
0: to be a, to truly be a crazy wall. It has to be an overwhelming amount of information. <laughs> it helps if it's in a really like apparently inscrutable order. Right. But there's an also there's also a, actually the most recent entry is Jessica Jones, which in this this is not a I don't think this is a spoiler for Jessica Jones, but um, in Jessica Jones, as in twenty four hour photo, do you remember that? Yes. The uh, Robin Williams movie. Yes. <laughs> Another kind of crazy wall is where somebody walks in somewhere and oh. discovers hundreds of photos of themselves um, on the uh, wall. Uh,
1: right. So, the, or, or, or photos of John Malkovich, for example. Or like but, you
0: know, basically the, an, an ad hoc shrine. To yes,
1: yes. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> I would love.
1: I see that to me is a whole different kind of crazy, crazy wall. Crazy wall. Yeah. I think I, you know I don't see it here, but I'm going to nominate
0: Senectecky, New York. I think when, when Caden <sighs> yes. has all the index cards on the table, I yes. think that kind of qualifies
1: as a crazy wall. Yes. Does it have to be pictures? Could it just be note cards? Could it? There's, there's uh, As I scroll through this, there's one from a movie called Puncture, where you he's see, actually so begun red yarn. writing ah. on the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Would right. Dr. Emilio Lizardo's wall in Buckaroo Bonsai qualify as a crazy wall with okay. his scrawling and writing on it? Oh, look at Puncture. Look at Texas Killing Fields, red yarn. But I think John Nash is what it, it, it really brought this into the forefront of culture as if to say, "Yeah, person, this, this person has taken it to an extreme now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and like, if you haven't seen A Beautiful Mind, check it out. It's a really great movie. Love we that movie. Spoil for you. But like, you know, there, there is a moment where somebody discovers his crazy walls and the movie kind of changes a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. <laughs> anyway, why am I telling you this? Because uh, you should check out crazywalls.tumblr.com. But also because that's what text files can be. Text files can be your own crazy wall. And like nobody has to see it. Don't make it all about the same person. That's super creepy. But that to me is text files are personal or your personal crazy wall. Like whatever you need to put up somewhere and be able to get to, you can do with a text file. Notes again, to me, notes, that's a different kind of thing. What are other analogs for this? You got app called notes. You've got text files. This could be things like, you know, like I say, stuff like Evernote. Um, you could do this in all these different kinds of formats. Uh, I downloaded a copy of OneNote to try because apparently it supports Apple Pencil stuff. And I was curious about anything that could do... I mean, I know that Evernote for, gosh, at least for eight years that I know of, has had the ability to do OCR on images, which I used to find an office uh, seven or eight years ago. I just mm-hmm. went around. I told this story a long time ago, but the, best, the most success I ever had on a given project with Evernote was walking um, the distance of about a mile on both sides of the street and I would take a photo uh, everywhere that I saw an office for rent sign in the window. Without regard to whether I could afford it or whether it was appropriate, I would just take a photo of the of the building and the sign, which did two super interesting things. Um, one is, it I got a photo, I can remember which building that was, but guess what, it's also geolocated. So I can see where that was on a map. And it will OCR, so things like for rent and the phone number, end up appearing uh, inside Evernote. It was wildly successful and I found an office in a couple days by doing that. So that's really neat. But then I had heard, I think, so there's OCR that you can do on images, uh, optical character recognition. So it'll it'll turn it, make the letters in an image findable, right? Yeah. Then this is the kind of OCR that like turns it into an actual file with stuff like what PDF. I think PDF Pen.
1: Pro does that. So right? it's actually, it's more like text that says yeah, now a trying, document.
0: This, it sounds like a distinction without a difference, but there's, there's a kind of OCR that makes something indexable, like searchable, findable. There's the kind of OCR that turns something into like a, a useful file. And then there's the kind of OCR that could take, potentially take your handwriting and make it searchable. Well, guess what I'm curious about is are there apps out there where you could use your Apple Pencil to actually turn it into something that would be
1: like typed text? Right. I'm, I'm guessing probably not. I, don't, I think
0: when they say OCR, they usually mean it's findable.
1: Yeah, like that's something that's that is a, a scanned or photographed document. I mean, I, it's funny because I was a big fan of a little app called Graffiti on the Newton. Do you remember that? Were you a Newton person? I think wasn't Graffiti also
0: the name of the writing style on Palm? Yeah, they they
1: either acquired that. I, I love graffiti. I got so good at graffiti. So I was very good at it. And when the, so a trip. Back down memory lane, when the Newton came out, it had handwriting recognition. It was so bad. It just didn't ever get it right. It was terrible. But,
0: but bad also in the sense of like it works a little bit, but then it's suddenly incredibly random, <laughs> yes. right? But wasn't that the problem? It wasn't even just that it was 90%. It was that it would be 90%, but the 10% was so weird that it yeah. was totally unusable.
1: Yeah, and so what, they, what uh, an independent developer came up with was uh, a little app. We didn't call them apps. I guess they probably called them programs. Back then, that was a Shareware program that you could install on your Newton, and it gave you a little—I think it was like a like a, a rectangle at the bottom of the screen or a square—and you would just write with the stylus, but you used sort of shorthandish cursive, almost letters. So that you, you, you had to
0: learn, like, to, yes. make, to make a one, it shows you put the dot here. Right. You make a diagonal, a small diagonal line up and to the right, and then a straight line down. And now you've drawn
1: something that we'll always understand as a one. Correct. Exactly right. And you learn this shorthand style of writing, and then you're just writing in, and you're not writing across the page like you would. You're always writing in the same one little box area. Yeah, like to
0: do a space, wasn't it like a, a horizontal straight, line? Yeah, and horizontal line. Third?
1: Yeah, and it totally just understood what that meant. It was it was amazing. And this thing made it so that you could full on use this thing to take notes with or to write things with it. It was Dan, great. Let's, let's
0: say something that may not be obvious to our audience. It didn't have a keyboard. Right. It didn't have a software keyboard. Right. It didn't have a hardware keyboard. It did not have a software keyboard. That's <laughs> right? right. Did it? Did Newton have a software keyboard?
1: No. I don't think it did. Did it? Oh, I mean, you like, know what? Well, no, you, you I think you could tap the little keyboard and maybe it had. I feel like it did. But the, but, but the, but the idea
0: behind the new and the thing that made it such a, like a potentially interesting Apple device was, weren't you supposed to kind of do everything with the stylus on yes. the screen? Like yes. including like, so you could make what you just did like actionable. You could do stuff with it, like yeah. by arrowing and stuff like that, right? Was you that could that print helpful? with
1: it. It had a, you could get a modem for it. I mean, it did, it did everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So weird, but I was a big fan of graffiti and then Palm, as you mentioned, Palm acquired graffiti uh, or something, somehow they had it and I get, it was even better on Palm. And now that I have like an iPad Pro with a pencil and I'm writing on it, it's funny because I don't know, like I was thinking about this just this morning, I don't know if I would want it to do handwriting recognition or if I just like the idea of writing on it like I would with a... And just uh, straight up notes.
0: I don't know. Because I, I, it's, there's something, um, I don't know, kind of centering about using something like graffiti because it takes just enough like cognitive load to kind of uh, <laughs> make you focus on what it is that you're doing. right? I mean, and this does figure into things like handwriting, like the way that you do your handwriting. Do you write, Jason, I uh, was on Upgrade this week with Jason Snell and we were t- he was talking about how like, you know, Jason can type... Uh, over hundred words, correct words a minute, and but like when he writes, he can either write like quickly in a way that, that suits his brain, like fast but completely illegible, mm-hmm. or or slow and somewhat legible, but it's not it's not going to be the way that he writes. You know, all these different modes and modalities really matter. I mean, it's easy to get fussy about this stuff, but I think it does help to think about which medium for these things is going to work for you. In the case of like again thinking about OCR and scanning, I can't tell you how many hours I've spent scanning things and trying to get OCR to work. You know, it's one of those classic kind of fiddly procrastination things where you're like, oh, if I can just get this one thing situated to work in this one way. And you're like, do you really need to do that? Does it really need to be a freestanding OCR document? You know, like most most ebooks you see were scanned and they've got, you know, basic searching and stuff. But like it doesn't need to be a ninety nine point nine 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 percent perfect like text scan. Like it can be good enough and you can still read it. So those those kind of choices are important. Uh, can we talk about the, uh, where the, where this, this somewhat tasky stuff goes? Cause I think this yes. is related. Yes. So you got, you got notes and, and forgive me if this is Apple centric, but I imagine Android has things like this, but, <laughs> but notes. So we got notes. We've got text files. If there's more questions or clarifications. Oh, oh so, you know, the, let's go to the original question. What goes in a text file versus what goes in a notebook? It, whatever works for you. For me, I like the notebook as an unconstrained way to encourage myself to dump whatever's on my mind and feel, I hate to use this word, to feel creative about whatever it is I want to do on a page. Uh, more so than any other medium, I feel pretty free to do whatever on a page. I can doodle, I can put a sticker in, I can, make, I can do crazy walls by like, making little arrows between things, mm-hmm. I can circle things for no particular reason, like Jeff Goldblum, like whatever it is you want to do. Like, I, I guess I would never, I will sometimes refer back to notebooks uh, today is the day we have to crank our daughter's retainer. Uh, I know that cause I put something on the calendar to remind you of that. I don't remember how much to crank it. So I need to go back to the notebook from the notes that I was taking in the, uh, orthodontist office, which I will do. So sometimes I will refer back, but generally speaking, I would rather, I would prefer not to think of notebooks as a source of reference that should, if there's stuff in there that I'm going to want to use later, it's better to to put that someplace. Which sometimes does mean typing stuff up. But by and large, I'm I use notebooks for dumping. I can use text files for dumping, but like that's kind of what a notebook is for for me. How about you?
1: Yeah. I like the idea. You use it for capture on the go, right? Yeah, that's the main thing that that I'm using it for is when I want to write something down that's in an I more like an idea stage. Um where I'm not, I haven't really formulated it into something, but it's something that I want to write down to remember it or to further think about it or to explore an idea. Uh, is so useful to have a little notebook there with you know, with your space pen. I've got a bunch of space pens that I love, and uh, thanks, John sent me a new one, John uh, Sextro. The uh, having that and being able to know that that's just there to write it down, it's almost like you know. Uh, I don't keep a a dream journal because no one wants to hear about my dreams but dream if, if, if I were to then that that would be the kind of thing that I would write down something that's more like a memory jog something more, I'm you know I I have a a notebook here so I'm looking at, at like what I've written down in this and you know a lot of the time if I'm if I'm sort of in that brainstorming mode for me it's very useful to have something like that where I want to just jot something down. So if I, if I had the idea to talk to you about something, I might just jot down, you know, back to work two forty nine, and under it, I might write uh, walking down the street, right? Because I want to talk about that thing. And I might, I might circle that, or I might, um, I might draw an arrow or I might even just draw a little picture of a thing that I thought about that it's nonsense in a way. It makes sense only to me. And that it's so it's, it's an idea book, you know, it re but it really is like that's, it's something that I, because I don't generally want to refer back to that thing once I've, once I've done it. Whereas my feeling toward text files is very different than that. My feeling toward lists is also very different than that because like you were talking about having a template uh, of things I want to take with me on a trip or things I do to the house before the trip or whatever, those are the kinds of things that are very useful to refer back to again and again. But if that was in a notebook, it's like, well, wait, what notebook was that in? And now i got to copy it back down again. I've got to, you know what I mean? Yes. I can't
0: duplicate that. So you should, I mean, one way, at least in my model, I'm curious if you even slightly agree with this. I feel like you should never hesitate to write something in your notebook, but you should probably hesitate to rely on that notebook as a reference source, unless yes. that's what you choose to stick with. Totally agree. If you totally think of it you. more like a whiteboard, like it's not something you want to carry around with you as a way to remember stuff. It could be if that works for you. But like... The, the, the blending of all these different systems can really work as long as you know in your mind where it goes. It doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter what Dan does. If those are useful, that's a good thing. What you need to know is where you think it should go. Like where it belongs. How do you suck it out? Like, a, like the, the Pensiev or whatever. How do you suck it out of your head? And then how do you get it into the, into this, into the Dumbledore storage cabinet? Right. <laughs> right. So if, if, if the, if the idea, the thought, the reminder ish thing needs to come out, like where does it go? And then, when will you need it? And like, if you take those into mind, in, in when you're thinking about these things, like you will find the system that works for you. If you keep going, oh, I got to go find that notebook, or oh, my calendar's full of junk. Right. Like, think about that and notice, like, did that go where it needs to be?
1: See, is that, that's is a, kind, of, kind of the same. Yeah, exactly the same. Because if you know, I'm always fascinated by people who use their notebooks as a kind of reference and who are really aware of like, Oh, I remember I wrote that back in September and it was mid September. So it was notebook 18 for that year and they can go and pull that back out. Like I find that fascinating. I'm not very good at that kind of organization. So I feel like the notebook is almost, and I think I'm just saying what you just said in in a different way uh, that it's almost like a buffer or an overflow for the stuff I want to be thinking about or remember to think about as opposed to a thing that I want to keep around or save or reuse. So if I have an idea that's in my head, I might jot it down or I might draw a picture like I was saying before. And then, but I'm not in six months. Like if I didn't get to that thing already, then it's, it's gone. And I suppose I could go back through my old notebooks for posterity. But when I asked you, if you ever go back to the old ones, it was a couple of weeks ago when I asked you that, and you said, "No, not really. I don't either. I thought about it. I once I, that notebook is done, I'm I'm not going back and referring to things in it. It's more to get me through the day or to get me through to that that thing that I'm about to do.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. And just for my, for myself, just to clarify, it's it's not that I won't go back to a notebook." I guess I would think of it this way. It's a little bit like minimizing the number of inboxes that you have. And to minimize the number of inboxes you have, you have to first be aware of how many inboxes you do have. Where could anything be that might be something you might need to know about, or might want to care about. Right. Once you make an inventory of that, you will start to become a lot more conservative about how many of those outlets you accept. So, in the case of a notebook, this again is it a distinction without a difference? Like, it's not that I won't ever look in those again. It's not that I can't ever look in. I don't want to have to look in those again. So, you know, in the same way that, like, you know, there's a reason that the library books are in a certain order with with letters and numbers so that you can find them. Like, you know, we wouldn't want to organize them by just having a section called orange books. You want to be able to find the book that. You want and you rely on that system. Uh, It's nice to look through and just wander around and look at books, but if you have to find a specific book for your book report, you want to know where to go. So, to to help your sanity and minimize uh, your agita about this, just be circumspect about how many things you want to have to look at in order to feel up to date. And again, you know, just for our our weekly mention of David Ellen's getting things done, you know, a weekly (laughs) review is a process of going through and combing through everything that you know just basically every source of input you've got past present and future and to make sure you feel up to date for the next week of work that's that's a good time to make sure that you're up to date but that yeah to me like if there is a main distinction uh, for listener nick that main distinction for me would be listener nick i i love notebooks for capturing stuff i don't want to have to use
1: them for reference yeah and you know Uh, what i'm thinking as you were talking about people using them for reference because I remember that I had heard about someone who does. But what I was thinking of was um, Ryan Holiday, who's I think here in Austin, but he's written a lot, a great number of books. And I remember reading how he uses his notebooks and he's using them more in like the commonplace notebook kind of concept. Yep. But he will, I guess set as he's writing a book He will have a series of notebooks that he uses to take notes about the stuff that he's looking at or researching or wanting to remember specifically for the goal of I'm taking notes for a book. So if he's writing a book, he'll have a notebook with him. In that notebook, he will write down things, whether it's, oh, I found a passage that I wanted to remember from such and such a book or from this magazine that I saw while I was sitting in the waiting room at the doctor's office. And he'll, he'll copy that down or he'll write it down. And that, that does become a reference point for him. That is something for him to refer back to. So I, I don't really do things that way because the stuff that I'm writing down in a notebook is kind of a short term, oh, Something I want to talk to Merlin about tomorrow, write it right. down, not in six months. That's a, a yeah. very different, and that's something I would use uh, Trello for. And Trello is a great app that I keep telling people about. It, uh, I think I invited you to, uh, to a Trello, if that's you did. what you call them, to a list, where that's kind of really neat, and uh, not to go over it too much, but Trello for me is kind of, it fills... That interesting space between to-do lists, discussions, and notes, so that you have what are essentially stacks, and these stacks are, are lists, where you can add items to the lists, and the items can be, uh, could just be a one-liner, it could be a, a, an image of some kind, it could be lots of different things, but typically it's like items in a, in a list, in a traditional list, but they can be reordered very easily by dragging and dropping And you can have in each one of the items in that list, you can have comments with other people. You can assign people to that item. So, for example, if you were developing software, uh, you and I were developing software, we could make a list of these are all the things we want to do for our second beta. So let's make a list called for the second beta and then start adding things in there. And you could look at them and say, no, 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 that's going to take too much work. Let's put that in our post 1.0 pile. So you just drag it right over there. Or we might start a discussion about one of those items, just a little quick back and forth, List of of comments that you and I could share back and forth or we could assign it to that developer that we just hired. It's super useful for that kind of thing. But I also use it for like my own projects, whether the video projects or writing projects or future topics on a podcast. And those are great because I might say, oh, I want to talk about this on this show. Uh, but I'm not sure. Is that an individual episode? Is that a whole separate episode? And then I could start dragging these things around and finding that there are similarities between the two different items. And it's all very visual and very tactile. You could do it on your iPad. You can do it on a computer. So that for me has become a really wonderful tool in the digital space for managing this kind of thing. So for me, like it might start as an idea that I jot down in a notebook and then it becomes something in a Trello. And then if it becomes its own article to do, then, you know, now I'm typing it and then I can get to it with Envy Alt One Writer or whatever. So that's kind of the like the flow for me that's sort of happened. Yeah, and it's nice to be able to
0: collaborate on things like that. It's when you've got tools like that, that if you can find some kind of shared idea about yeah. how you're going to use it together, yeah. those are things like that are gold. Here's a website <clears throat> that I used to look at a lot, a lot, a lot. I kind of forgot about, it, and it's nice to return to, I think it's Ward Cunningham, his wiki C2, remember C2.com? And it's like, it's I all feel like the you like. you told
1: me about that. I don't remember that though.
0: I think it's the uh, pragmatic programming stuff. Um. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I put a couple links in notes uh, because you talked about something interesting to me. You know, you talked about the commonplace book. Um, and again, this is just another how you can choose to use a notebook. Well, you know, he talks about, or not he, who are the contributors to this wiki, talk about a certain kind of log book called the programmer's notebook. And I love this quote just pretend that you've got a microphone and that microphone is always on. What's a, what a neat idea? And the idea is that as you're working, and again there's best practices, this is such a great site. All the ways that you can choose to use a programmer's notebook. And but like in particular, that's a subset of what they call a logbook. And here's the definition of a logbook. A notebook where you log and probably describe and explain your activities while performing it, not an agenda. I think that's such a neat idea. Yeah, yeah it's like a commonplace book. But you know, this for people who are, for example, engineers, where like maybe you're working on something that's gonna eventually turn into a patent. My understanding is you have to keep a, a notebook on what you did with numbered and dated pages, and don't remove pages from it. Like that's a big part of some people's work, especially in you know like STEM careers or you know any kind of IP kind of stuff. But you know you can use this stuff for whatever you want. But you know it's you know I think a lot of the the big patterns that we're talking about here are you know if, if somebody came up to you and sh- like they shake you awake at night mm-hmm. and go where is this thing. Like you, you would be able to tell them without thinking about it too much, like where something should go, right? And just minimize the number of places that stuff can go. And and you know, in the case of Dan, it sounds like the trellis system is really working. It's a nice place to like again be able to collaborate. But you know, we all have our reasons why we choose these different ones. Maybe if you tell me about something you like, we can uh, wrap up by talking about what did I write down here? Talking about reminders, task apps, um, lists of things to do versus calendar and quickly kind of review what goes where in terms of the landscape of things we wish to achieve as achievers.
1: Nice unity. That is our final sponsor unity. It's spelled Y O U N I T Y. This is really cool. It's a free app that enables your computer to work like a home media server, but you get, it gives, so it gives access to all of your media files to your iPhone or your iPad. So like if you work in an office, for example, some of us do that realtors who are like on the road. If you have like a, like I'm trying to think, like title closing documents, stuff that's like your own stuff that you're creating salespeople on the road, all of this kind of stuff, media files. Of course you get access to any document that's on your computer, text, email. You can privately share it. You can share it however you want. They, You're in control of this. That's the nice thing about this you are not limited to the working the way that like some other system is going to work. Oh, well you can only share files this way, or you can only upload this type of file. No, you could do everything you get. Okay. So here's an example. Uh, when you leave work and your boss is like, Oh, we, we need to give a presentation. What are you going to do? You're like, Oh, well, I can't get to it. The stuff is on my computer. No, you don't have to worry about that anymore. You get access to it instantaneously. You always have access to your media wherever you are. That's what Unity is all about. So they made a special URL. It's a uh, Get Unity. G E T Y O U N I T Y. Get Unity, and you can access all of your media. Try it out, iPhone, iPad. It's free. Go check it out. Thanks very much to Unity for supporting Five by Five and back to work.
0: And so then we get to the stuff that we want to do and where we put it. Yep. Do we have time for this? We're we could, a little bit long. Yeah, well, we're a little long. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we can keep it somewhat simple here. I, I mean, I, I think one distinction is like, you, you sort of brought this up, and I, I, I find this interesting too. What goes in reminders versus what goes in which kind of task app? Right. Versus maybe, you know, what goes on the calendar? We don't have to go too deep on that, but can you give me an idea of what you put there, where, when, why?
1: Yeah, and this is, this is something, I think if you'd asked me this a few weeks ago, I would have given you a different answer. And I think if you ask me in a few weeks, I'll give you another answer because I'm still not a hundred percent sure, but like to, if it's a full on list of related things. So right now let all open wonder list. Okay. So in, uh, in wonder list, I have, uh, I have a list called podcast method, which are some things that I want to talk about on that show these are things that I will be referring back to. These are things that I will probably want to even note when I talked about them. So I have things like um, the concept of seasons in podcasts, how to promote on social networks, how to connect with your listeners, why you should use a backup recording, how long your intro music should be, so that I can kind of take these as just long lists of stuff and then what I might do is I might, after I've developed these out and I have a, a long list, this is just where like, Oh, great. I want to, I want to make this a topic. So I just type it real quick into there. I'm sitting, you know, like at a, at a stoplight and I might say, Oh, I want to remember to talk about this fire up in this case, wonder list, add it to that. Then later as an, the next part of the workflow, I might go into Trello and move all of these over to Trello and organize them because you know what? Length of intro music and the importance of an intro; those are two separate items, but they really sound like they're related. So I might go into Trello and put that into a podcast method episode twenty uh, list, where I'm starting to now organize those things. So I've processed that out, and 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 so that's like the stage for me of how I would how I would ev- evolve that, if that makes sense. What mm-hmm. would I put on a reminder? A reminder is like. A thing. I mean, this sounds stupid to say it, but like that's a thing that I need to do. So I have two reminders that repeat weekly um, at uh, at at seven p.m. on Wednesday. I take the trash can down, and at seven p.m. <laughs> exactly two weekly reminders too. On Thursday, I bring the trash can back up. Right. <laughs> so like so what. <laughs> So, but, uh, so like right here, I have uh, a bunch of things that I need to do. Like my kid's birthday is coming up and I need to go to the store to like, we're getting a cake made. So I have that. That's a reminder with a due date on it, but it, it, it's not on my calendar because I haven't figured out when exactly I'm going to do that thing yet. I need to, uh, I need to pay rent on the new space. So I have a little thing that says pay rent, and that's today, and it's due today. But it's not on my calendar because it's not something I have to do at a specific time today. I could do it any time today as long as I do yep. it today. So that's kind of where a reminder is. But uh, once I decide, okay, I'm going to go to the cake store today at 2 o'clock, then I'll, I'll put it on my calendar because it's something that involves getting in a car and driving somewhere. Whereas paying rent, I don't need to put that on the calendar because I just write a check and then put it in the mail. So then I'll just mark it as done. That's kind of how I've evolved into doing things. But I don't know if that's good or not.
0: I think it makes total sense. Oh, and, and you know what? I'm reminded now why I thought of the podcast universe image, which I've added to show Oh, notes. why? Uh, because I'm reminded because of the Venn diagram nature of it the way that it's colored for the different podcast networks. Oh, right. And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about Venn diagrams. What are we talking about? Let's talk about something important. <laughs> we're, we're talking about something that's very difficult, I think, to pin down to one area. Like the idea of something that I will call a task or a to-do, where does that go? Well, the answer is it depends. It can go, it, it can or could go in many different places, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, that's the main, hard part. Oh, the main thing is, I think if you look, think about what we talk about when we talk about tasks, um, there's a couple of components to it because it's always two things with me. The first thing and the second thing. Uh, the, the first thing is that it's something you want to remember uh, to do. It's something you need to capture. It's something you don't want to forget to do. And then secondarily, uh, it's something that needs to get done. And you want that reminder in front of you. So there's the getting it out of your brain part. Distinction Without a Difference title? God. Question mark? <laughs> Speaking to himself, he said? Uh you got to get a get it out of your head, and then b get it accomplished, and those are different things. Like getting it out of your head will not be useful if you wrote it on a piece of toilet paper and flush it down the toilet. It got out of your head, but you're not getting it done, mm-hmm. right? And the stuff that you're getting done is, you know, that is a, that's a separate kind of thing that needs to go in in the right place. So, but there are Venn diagrams to this, and what I've written down here. God, there's so many more uh, reminders, reminders versus alarms, kind of different things, uh, things that go into OmniFocus or whatever your preferred sexy task tracking app is. Task paper, what? You use task paper as well as OmniFocus? Yes, I do. A notebook, what goes in a notebook versus what goes on your calendar? Difficult to describe, but I think those all can be very different kinds of things. you got to get it out of your head, but then you got to put it in the right place. So in the time we have, I will be very quick with this. Uh, so yeah, scheduled reminders. I love the reminders app. I think it could be argued that it is not only the single best thing and easiest thing you can do with Siri, I think it's the gateway drug for Siri. Like if you start using Siri for reminders, you're going to you're going to start using Siri more cuz this is something it does well, it does dependably and it will change your game from a productivity standpoint. Yeah. Not not talking about anybody that I live with uh, particularly, <laughs> but some of us rely more on these reminders than others. Not saying not naming any names here. I will never again cook pasta without setting a timer. There is no need to live in a world where you have to remember when eight minutes is done. Right. I love her so much. (laughs) So last night I put in the chicken. I made the Thomas Keller chicken. I stuck it in. And you know what I did? I picked up the dingus. I said, ahoy telephone. Um, remind Remind me to take out chicken in one hour. I use it for cooking timers. Oh, yeah. So the two timers, my weekly timers. I have one weekly timer that I should take my recycling, my aluminum cans out to the curb here at work. That's tonight at 6. See you then, everybody. Um, Put recycling on curb. And remember that you have to move the car. You have to park on a different street on Monday nights. Person whom I love. You have to... (laughs) Otherwise, you get a ticket. Right. Um, So those are the two big ones. Uh, But repeating stuff like that's just stuff. And in that case, also it's handy because remember reminders are special. You can have a shared list. You can add people to a list of reminders so you can have one for the house. Okay. So here's my uses for reminders. What did I put down? Scheduled chores. Cooking. Gosh, I use it for reminders. The idea of an alarm, I don't like an alarm because it sticks around after it's done and you get a clutter of all these different alarms. If you like to wake up at a certain time every day, an alarm is good for that. A reminder is different though because a reminder is a super fast Siri thing that just goes away as soon as it's done. Uh, Another one, video game timers. Ahoy, telephone. Remind me video games are done in 25 minutes. And you know what's cool? That pops up on the iPad. My kid sees it too and she now knows that it's time. Five minute warning, you got to start winding down for video games. Right. But you know what, far and away the number one for me, crazy fast capture to reminders. This is a little bit dicey. This is I know this will need to go somewhere else probably, but if my daughter and I are walking out of The Good Dinosaur, and we remember that there's, what was it this weekend, on Sunday, there was something we really wanted, like a book we wanted to get. And I, if we're walking out, I'm carrying garbage, because I'm not an animal, I carry my own garbage out of the theater. <laughs> I got my hands full of garbage, she's running, she wants to go to Target and I need to remember something, it really is as easy as pick up the phone and say, you know, ahoy oh, telephone, remind me to get, remind me to look up a book when I arrive at the house in 30 minutes, which means that at least in 30 minutes, no matter where I am, I'll get that reminder. Right. But if I arrive at the house sooner than 30 minutes, then I'll get the reminder. And why do I repeat this every week? Because I'll bet you there's a bunch of people that are still not quite understanding how powerful that is. How about this one? If you have a Bluetooth, uh, if you got Bluetooth in your car connected to your phone, yeah. Um, remind me to bring prefer. Remind me to bring permission form when I arrive at the car at eight a.m. tomorrow. Because you know what, you're probably going to forget that permission form. But if you did, because yeah, you're real smart, right, and you don't forget stuff. But you know what? Just as a safety net, when you arrive at the car tomorrow, you're going to get a warning. Did you bring the permission slip? Oh my god, I totally didn't. I'm so glad I used a reminder. <laughs> That's how I use those. OmniFocus is where I put
1: stuff. So anything else on reminders? What else to use reminders for? Is no, there,
0: don't you agree? Great for fast stuff.
1: Yeah, that's it. I mean, the thing—the thing that you just need to get it in there, and and you don't want to think about anything except oh, gotta remember that thing. Because if you insert obstacles of like, well, which app should I use, and how should I put it in there, and
0: yeah, and if you find yourself saying, I want to wait until I get to my preferred means of input to capture this, you're doing it wrong. Right. But also keep in mind not to get too fiddly, but do keep in mind that there is a secret hack into some of your favorite apps via reminders. Apps, there are probably others. Apps including uh, OmniFocus by Omnigroup. I believe Drafts can do this. I believe Wonderlist can do this. Uh, I know Taskpaper can do this. Uh, you have the ability in those apps to watch a given list in Reminders, so that if you do a re- if you add something to a Reminders list called in this case OmniFocus. Next time you open OmniFocus, it will pull those tasks out and put it in your inbox. Next time you open, I believe it works with drafts. So next time you open drafts, it pulls out those reminders and turns them into new drafts files. This is a great way, like if you don't have an easy Siri way into something. So, you know, why is that useful? Because you don't even need to turn your phone on, right, really. You right. don't need to even go to the home screen. You could do it while it's locked right from there. Um, so that's reminders. And then, oh, that's so boring, I'm sorry. OmniFocus um, uh, for me is where ongoing projects go. Stuff stuff related to work. My main buckets. Markets, my buckets. My, back, my buckets bring the boys to the yard. I've got stuff like work. I've got work things. I've got what I call infrastructure things. I've got... Uh, so infrastructure can mean stuff like things related to the house, things related to the office. And now again, welcome to Distinction Time with Merlin. You have a house and you have a home. You have an office and you have work. A house is a building. And an office is a building. Those are locations. But you can do stuff about your home life when you're anywhere. And you can do stuff about your work life when you're anywhere. You can do work stuff at the house. Right? So dumb distinction. But start using that and you will start making an interesting distinction. This is a work thing I could do anywhere. This is an office thing I can only do in this building dumb, right? Maybe. But if you start using this, again, with stuff like Siri, you're not going to have to think about this stuff later. You're not going to find yourself having to read something twice to know if it's something you can do right now. That's nonsense. So OmniFocus for me, ongoing stuff, tasks, money stuff, like remember to go to the ATM. Uh, remember to get this thing at the grocery store, all those kinds of things. Now, the other weird ones for me, I love Task Paper. I really do. There's a new, uh, some dev previews of Task Paper 3 going around right now. It's a really pretty app. I just love Task Paper for being a real simple way to make a to-do list. Um, and like I say, Task Paper is an app, but it's also a, a, a markup format that makes it very easy to create, to create a, it's, like I've said before, it's kind of like Markdown for Tasks. Uh, anyway, check it out. You can go look at Task Paper. You can... Task Paper is a format that's supported inside of Editorial. It is kind of supported inside of NVALT. Alt. So you can have these really simple to-do lists where, like, you know, you say project colon, and that's the name of a project, and then dash space anything is a task. And then you say at done to make it done. Anyway, those are great. But three, those are like that... The task Paper and the Notebook are are like for fast capture and stuff I need to get done like today. I won't need to look at this page again after today. That's how I do those the gateway drug to all of these things man reminders get going with reminders it'll change your game change it boy this is long hour 46 dan it's all right we don't have time for the sidewalk
1: yeah we will do it next time
0: can we Come do on. it next week yeah
1: should you hey hey you know what
0: you know damn it what why don't you why don't you give hi huh. can i ask you a question have you ever found a hole in the sidewalk and huh. not know whether to change to a different street <laughs> before you answer uh would you like to give some reserve reading to our uh listeners yeah should we just put and it into the have put it in notes but why don't you suggest that people read this because like me this is something that's new we could make this our topic for episode 250 if you like yeah that's um, a- interesting Sure. so tell people about this thing you read five times should i should i read it Okay. Well, I mean, you could. You could, but won't that
1: kind of spoil it? You, you, yeah, you know what? Sure, you could read it, but we're at 147 now. I won't read it. It's, uh, I believe it's called Autobiography in Five Short Chapters by Portia Nelson. This is in the show notes. This will be our topic for our fi- the final episode of this program. Uh <laughs> This is something Dan has shared with me this
0: morning. It's uh, from a book called There's a Hole in My Sidewall Colon, The Romance of Self-Discovery. And it's basically this little very short, like kind of five-section poem uh, that's very, uh, from what my my reading indicates, is something that's become very... held very dear for mm-hmm. people who are in the self-improvement and recovery communities. Right, and it's a very interesting analogy for how to think about your life that we would like to talk about. I'd like to give you a chance to read it before we talk about it. It's
1: it's very short. It's probably, what, 25 lines? Yeah, it's a, it, it'll take you no time to read it.
0: Yeah, but read it and think about it. Uh, and, uh, and once again, please, uh, you can find show notes for this episode at uh, 5by5.tv slash btw slash 249. The penultimate episode. The penultimate episode. I really don't like it
1: when people, there are certain words whose misuse makes me a little bit bananas. Penultimate sounds like ultimate, which sounds like final. So the penultimate must be the final.
0: Oh, right. Or people who like to be at the epicenter of activity. (laughs) I think what you mean is another word called center. (laughs) You don't really mean epicenter.
1: Is there an article on that? we could link up for them. Yeah, there is.
0: An article, the epicenter.
1: Epicenter versus center.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You mean center. Say center.
1: Look at this.
0: (sighs) Penultimate. Penultimate. So many people think penultimate means like the greatest. It's beyond ultimate. It's the ultimate ultimate. It's the
1: penultimate. Right. It's like uh, infamous. You're so famous. You're infamous. Yes. With whom and myself.
0: (laughs) Whom may I ask is coming? (laughs) myself and I (laughs) well it's Fancy Talk with Dan and Merlin learn to talk fancy fancy talk let's button this up hey this has been a fun ride 249 episodes
1: awesome man I'm 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 gonna miss it so proud so proud of what we've done Mm. Mm. okay I love you love you too brother man